Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing centering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? 3-3 three three this weekend, this week, I believe, for the O's. Okay. Hey, how are you with the West Coast trips? Are you... Um, let's be honest here, Josh. Uh, what's your situation? Are you staying up all nights? Are you picking your spots? How are you handling the late night uh, I, games? All right, I love late night games. This whole late, I, I think you might have been the first one to get on board with pushing the that you enjoyed the West Coast games. I enjoy the West Coast games because I get to hang out with family, do all this stuff, not even think about the Orioles, put kids to bed. Sometimes even put the wife to bed, and then there's Orioles baseball for me to watch. And I know that it's okay that I'm up past midnight watching Orioles baseball because I can still talk with you. And we text. Yeah. So No, yeah, no, we've been up. I I didn't stay up for the first Seattle game that we got blown out of. That's the only one I haven't stayed up for. I yes, once it became a blowout, I shut that one off, but somehow I think I still ended up being up watching it till the end. Um I, I love I love West Coast baseball. I don't want it all the time, but I love it when it's here. Yeah, something I, special like Twitter is different for late night baseball. Like it's the diehards are there and up, and it's fun. And like, uh, was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday night to end with Cedric Mullins and in, in extra innings. It's just special, and you have to be up to really get that and the energy from that game. Yeah, there's something wild of a game that ends around. I mean, I think that was actually an earlier game. I think it ended before one. But there's something kind of wild about, uh, you know, staying up, being the only person awake in your house at 1 a.m. and watch something insane go 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 down. Except 1 a.m., thanks to these shortened rules and the new, like, baseball rules, these games are ending at by 1230. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even the extra inning game was was – well, no, the extra inning game was a four o'clock game, so that, that's not the, a good example. But the the day before the one nothing game, yeah, it was like it was an extra inning game, and it was done right. in under three hours. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's great. So, no, nope, I'm right. loving it. I was uh, doing something, Matt. I was before the podcast. I was doing something that I never do. What's that? Check out the stats of Section Three Thirty Six. See how we're doing as a podcast. Oh yeah, how are the stats? What I want to make comment about that. The how only. The only thing that's rising faster than the Baltimore Orioles is this podcast. Oh, yeah? If you look from last year to this year, like, people don't like to listen to podcasts about the Orioles when the Orioles are bad. And as the Orioles get better, every episode is week after week better than – is tracking better than the week before. It's so much fun. I'm so thankful we've got new 336ers that have hopped on. And I'm sure a lot of these guys weren't here the last time the Orioles were relevant. So they don't know about the zany one or anything. So it's really cool to see all these new listeners coming in, uh, checking out the show when it's when it's our show, when it's two brothers talking 
and, yeah. and they missed the years where we used to be in studio together and three, four, five people on mic at a time. Yeah, we've been through a lot here. The I want to make two comments about that. The first one, I saw someone tweet about like bandwagon fans or something. I forget yeah. the exact tweet. But like, welcome listen, back, it, well, I would say this. I think we're all bandwagon fans, right? I find myself watching more games this year than two years ago. I, yes. If that makes me a bandwagon yeah. fan, more people go to games, not because they're bandwagon fans, just because it's more fun. <laughs> To watch a team that right. wins and that's good and that's competitive. So no, I don't even think that makes you a bandwagon fan that you listen to all those podcasts when they're winning. Like it, there's right. just more excitement around the Orioles. So sure. you want last more Orioles, Orioles content. That's not bandwagon. That's just no, being a last, fan. Last time the Orioles were good, we were going to 25 games a year. If we lived in Maryland now or up that way, we'd easily surpass that number this year because this team is really special and really fun to watch. Yeah. The other thing I want to say about our numbers. There was, if you look on, I was looking uh, yesterday on iTunes at the reviews. Um, yeah. Appreciate any reviews on there. Yeah, nothing new. A lot of new yeah. listeners, they haven't hit up iTunes. So now's a great time to remind people to go over to iTunes and also join our Discord because I'm really enjoying the Discord conversation. Yeah, Discord's good. A lot of people, though, I feel like more than more than normal podcasts have given us, without comments, just leave the one star at the bottom. The one yeah. star graph is up a little bit. Yeah. And that, and that makes me you know wonder what? because, A, I've never left a one star on anything because one star, like, if you don't like the podcast, you probably get oh, like I have a theory. two or three or four. One is like you you, you hate the people. One is yeah. one is like you're you're angry. That, no, no. It's not you the know, quality. Th- There's something going on. Josh, you can, know, can you explain the ones? Yeah, I can explain the ones. All right. We're the king. They're coming for mm. the king. This mm. year, the Orioles are fun. What happens with fun bandwagons is people, everyone thinks they can do an Orioles podcast. You don't think other podcasts come and click our one and give us a one to make them uh, look better? I don't, I don't think know. that happens. I don't know. That one Jay Gibbons guy did, but th- but that's the I, uh-huh. that's the only one. And I know we can point to that one. I just want to know who are these other people giving us a one? Know. I don't it's know. Because like all five and all my ones. Time. There's plenty of podcasts out there that I don't like. I have not gone and given them reviews at all. Right. So I, I would never know. go to a rival podcast and give them a one even if i didn't like them no honestly i've gone to podcasts i don't like that you would call a rival podcast and i've given them five stars yeah because yeah, i want to support the community yeah I, yeah I, I agree with that or even like if, I, if you have some issues with it then give it like a four or three or right. something but we don't have any fours or threes we just got like one, no all fives and then this is a handful no, of ones but, but it's so much fun to see that our, about the ones. That our weekly numbers people? it's so much fun though to see that our weekly numbers are four or five times what they were at the beginning of last season yeah i agree that's cool and it's cool because it means it's just like how we're seeing people go back to the yard and we're starting to see the stadium fill up i'm seeing our listenership get up and i remember where we were in 2016 2014 when the Orioles were really special and really fun. And this team now is so much better than those teams that we cheered for. Yeah. There's so much more mm, magic's not the word, but something momentum energy. I heard uh, Jason Stark today on the Glenn Clark radio show, and he made a good point. He said that he thinks the Oriole, that all these new rule changes and stuff that baseball has been doing that the Orioles are geared better than any other team for those new rules. And because of that, that's part of the how you can explain the rise of the Orioles. Jason Stark, 
we, Josh, we had that conversation before the season started. We looked at the roles. We who's, it, who's an advantage of the roles? We said we always. And yeah, we have young, fast players, right, athletic guys. We yeah. said, and a lot of lefties. Oh yeah, and I Pops think with the shift. <laughs> yes, yes, and we did. We talked about this during the offseason. We talked about how we went through all the rules, the shift changes, the bases, advantage Orioles, advantage Orioles. Every, yeah, uh, the the pitch, pitch clock, clock, advantage the, Orioles. The advantage Orioles and the fact that all of our players are young, so they all went through this in the minor. Yeah, league. that's what I'm saying. Advantage Orioles. Yeah. Did you see? And I think Jason Stark is jumping on this today because it's easy to look at the at uh, that Mateo stealing home. I mean, not stealing home, but Mateo scoring on a, on a on, bouncer back to the pitcher. On a ba- yeah, on a <laughs> bouncer back to the pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And and beyond that, I don't know. Did you see the? Did you see? Everyone missed it live. Was this yesterday's game? Yes. Yeah. What, are you talking about Mateo Balk? Yeah, the Mateo Mateo to asking the ump to look for the Balk. Yeah. That's that was an awesome thing to see a replay today. And look at that. And I watched it like four or five times because I'm like, people are just making this up. But then you watch his hands, and he clearly is is get is talking to the ump and saying he's not setting his hands. Right. And I was like, that's um not only did it like is it cool to see like that he noticed that as a runner. But then it's like I, I think back to watching that live, and Mateo was totally going back and forth back there on second base, messing with the pitcher's head, and then to go take it a step further to tell the it's almost like saying, "Hey, I'm going to make him balk." Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and that's I another that role, that, another that, new role that worked in our favor. Yeah the the Mateo pinch running at second base, even for Jordan Westbrook, who's already fast, yes. but pinch running. After Jordan Westbrook double. That's how we want to see Mateo used on this team. That's what I was going to say. Stop That's finishing my, my thought. How about I just start statements, Josh, All right. and you finish what I'm going to say, okay? All right, let's try that. <laughs> we've I think we've been doing show. this podcast well long enough together. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we can have that no problem. Yeah, no, but that's why Mateo's here. And I think come playoffs, he's not going to start any games in the playoffs. He won't. Nope. That's why but, Colton Kowser went down today instead of – Mateo. Yeah. Because Mateo is showing that value off the bench. Yeah. I mean, and Kowser has struggled. Yeah. But I so mean, if Kowser was playing Mateo. lights out, it would be a different discussion. No. And Mateo's gotten on base and made some plays and stuff on base. He's, he's, he's maybe on the upswing as far as Mateo goes. Yeah. No, I think, I think he is. I mean, he had a really great defensive play over the weekend. Um, and you know, his, his pinch running, obviously that's fresh in our memory. So yeah, Mateo is, um, even without hitting, still hitting well, um, hitting a little surge here. And I, I, I think, I think it's okay. Like you don't need every guy to be a great hitter on your team. Like he is, you have bench players who have specific roles and his specific role is running in defense and, th- and right. that's fine. No. And that's all everyone on this team has a a part, a job. And if you can do your job, that's what it is. The problem is when you put the guy out of position or in a spot that he shouldn't be and it hurts the team, it amplifies that. And it turns into that's when everyone, the whole get Mateo out of here. And I, I was right on that bandwagon of tired of Mateo. And I believe it was because Brandon Hyde kept putting in Mateo in spots that he shouldn't be in. He was getting way too much playing time. Yeah. like He should not have been in center field in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning of a game. Yeah, even though he did make a nice catch earlier in that game, he did. The error. But the error, the error <laughs> play, he totally misjudged that ball. He ran yeah. a weird route to it. 
No, I, I, I mean, there's he made a bad play. He's not a center fielder. He's played very right, less exactly. center field. So I agree with you. He's put in a bad position. I don't even put that on Mateo. I put that on. No, Madden. no, it's, it's I, it's I have this conversation at work sometimes. Are we setting technicians up to succeed or to fail? And sometimes, as managers, you're putting these ball players in positions where you're setting them up to fail, mm. where you're think, not helping them. You think John Angelus has similar conversations about setting his employees up to succeed or fail? Um. Do we want to go into John Angelos for the second week in a row? We have not talked about the three hundred million. We're going to have to talk about that today. All right, let, let's have more. Let's can we have some more fun first before we yeah, talk ownership? I, I mean, you touched on it, but I, I think Cedric Mullins, um, Josh, is that the greatest catch you've ever seen? I saw some I, people talking about the Adam Jones no, catch, and then and then some. The Orioles tweeted out that he's won uh, best play of the week four times. Yes. Uh, which is the most out of any player. And then We've, you look at all four plays and all four plays like are unbelievable. I mean, he is, he he is, I don't think there's anyone better in baseball at making great catches at the wall. No. And Cedric Mullins is having an unbelievable year. Yes. He's been hurt twice. Remember he hit for the cycle already this season on the first night of the bird bath. He got the cycle. Oh, that's going. right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so Mullins is having a great year. Yeah, he's uh, hurt by greatest, missing a bunch of games, but yeah. Right. Is it the greatest catch? I don't know. It was a great catch. Is it the greatest bottom of ninth, top of tenth ever for a player? Maybe so. To catch that and then hit the home run the next inning. Yeah, and to not even start the game, it, just just coming at the end, off the make bench. the great catch, hit the yeah. And and that was great too because he he almost hit our home run a couple feet foul. And yes. a couple of pitches later, he crashes the home run. Which you never see. You always see the almost, and now he strikes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you do the almost, you're you're done. Right. That, and, that was your chance. You missed it. Right. And we didn't know it at the time, but that that ball that he caught saved the game because the very next batter got a home run. The next pitch. Yeah. yeah so that would have been a that game would have ended right there. Yeah. It's, no. If you, if you look at this series, there's so many things to talk about. I mean, Cedric Mullins obviously has come back. Hold and on. He's but, great. I got to talk Mullins a little bit more. All right, talk Mullins a little bit more. Where does Mullins fit into the future of this team? Because I did not think Mullins was a long-time person here. But now it's I'm, it's like he's – he is we, – we joked when they kind of handed off – when Adam Jones handed it off to Cedric Mullins. And, he, you know, he sent him out to center field before anyone else ran out and stuff. And we're like, he's no Adam Jones. Well, I think he's putting up Adam Jones like numbers lately, past few years. Uh, I don't know what his contract situation is, but now suddenly, like, I know we've got Kerstead and Kalzer and guys coming up, but I don't think we want to lose Mullins. I think Mullins might be the center fielder for the next few years during this winning time. Oh, there, there's no doubt in my mind. Even if you talk, I mean, we've seen a little. Um... Uh, I guess a little a little taste of cold cows in center, and it wasn't very 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 pretty. Wow. So I don't think we have an answer in center field. Um, I think the next closest guy to be our center fielder is Enrique Bradfield, the guy we just drafted out of Vanderbilt, who's by the way he's off to a hot start. Um, he's played in his first seven games, has nine stolen bases, which is kind of silly. Four in one game. Um, All right, and I think when Enrique Bradfield Enrique Bradfield gets here. You can just play two outfielders. We'll be the first team ever just to have two outfielders because you'll just need Cedric Mullins and Bradfield to, to go back there. But 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 no, um, I, I think Cedric Mullins. When we talk about extensions, I, we always go to Adley Rutschman. We always go to Gunnar Henderson. 
Uh, but if you're looking for someone to extend that's a little bit further along in his contract, there's two names that come to mind. For me, it's John Means and Cedric Mullins. I think I think those are the guys right. whose contracts are running out that you want to lock down. So, yeah, I think Cedric, Cedric Mullins should be here for the next three, four years. Cedric signed a one-year deal this year. Well, arbitration, yeah. Arbit- yeah, arbitration, $4.1 million. Right. It says his market value is 14.8. Right. When does arbitration end for him? For for Cedric Mullins, he'll be a free agent um, in 2026. So Okay, there it is, 2026. Yeah, so he's got two more years after this. Mm, do you extend him? <coughs> yeah. Do, do you extend him for five years or do you let two more years play out? He's He's 28 years old. He's twenty. He's almost twenty nine. He'll be twenty nine this right. baseball season. So I mean, he'll play it through his thirty one years. So you can get his prime years under that arbitration, and then after the thirty one year, let, let let him walk and play your thirty two with somebody else. Um, but no, he, for me, it makes sense. I you could convince me either way. I mean, part, part of this is I how think, Bradfield, how much you like him. But I think yeah. it makes sense to maybe tack on an extra year or two to the end of that contract. I think that would make sense for me. I think you give him a little something because it's going to be cheaper than Adley and Gunner. And he doesn't have Scott Boris as an agent. So it's it's kind of a good statement like to try to be like, yeah, we uh, we want to keep our own. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Contracts. If you – because you can't keep them all, especially you don't want to keep them all when you have so many good young players cu- cu- who, are, who are coming. Um, if you t- could choose, Josh, would you take a home run leader, Santander, and extend him? Or would you take Cedric Mullins? If all the money was the same – who would you rather I would have? Keep Mullins. Mullins or Santander? Mullins. Because okay. I think we're going to make up those home runs <laughs> with, with Adley getting older and with Gunner. The Gunner power, there's no question in my mind that next year's home run leader is Gunner Henderson. He might take so? it this year. He might take it this year. What's he, one one home run behind Santander? Oh, I thought he was more than that, but I can look it up. No, I believe they're like neck and neck. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, Santander is 21. Gunner has 19. All right, two. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, give me Cedric Mullins. And, yeah, extend him. Give him a three-year deal, five-year deal. <coughs> give him something to kind of show, like, especially uh, with all the poor, 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 poor ownership stuff going around. Give me something positive to cheer about the Orioles' management. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Give me something off the base paths. It's going to be interesting this offseason to watch what they do because we mentioned it before. There's no one they need to sign. Nope. Maybe McCann. They're not going to lose. I mean, they're going to lose, you know, Frazier. Uh, they're going to lose kind of these one-year hicks. Uh, so that so offensively with p- position players, they don't need to do anything. They, they, they don't need to spend any money on the offense. Right. If right. they wanted to, they could spend that money – not signing anybody, just extending one or two or three players. Yeah. Yep. We'll have to see about that. Yeah, but I think Cedric Mullins is definitely an extension candidate. Not not a 10-year deal or anything crazy, but but, but give him a three- to five-year deal. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Um, right now, the Atlanta Braves have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Rays have a 917 do you know where the Baltimore Orioles fall in with this team that they don't need to resign? They don't need to, they're not really losing anyone this offseason. Yeah. The I mean, the Ra- with the Rays injuries and Blue Jays, two injuries, <laughs> injuries um, and other issues, 
injuries and other issues with the Rays. Um, I, I yeah, I would put it. Well, well, if the Rays are ninety-one, I would probably say the Orioles are ninety-four. Ninety-nine point five. Oh, are they that high? Oh, to That's make what the baseball playoffs. reference has. Yeah, yeah. To make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they got like what eight game lead of even if you count the wild card or nine game lead. Yeah. To yeah. win the division. I bet to win the division, they're over fifty. They have to be over fifty percent. 80.5. Really? See, that's huge. To win the division. That's, that's huge. This, this is ridiculous considering that two years ago, we were what, like 50 games out of fourth place? Like we were so bad. We were, we were the, so bad. Now we got Jackson Holiday that's out the of the best that. turnaround. Yeah. But yeah. And Manny Machado said it today in the pregame so that the Orioles is the fastest turnaround they've seen. Yeah. Because the true. secret is the turnaround didn't start two years ago. Yeah, I mean, and some would argue our best player isn't even on the roster yet in Jackson Holiday. Um, no, what he's doing now, yeah. And, and imagine that on this offense. Yeah. Um, See, and they, they say his little a, brother's even better. Yeah, that's exactly where <laughs> I was going. The little brother today was all over the news saying he's even better. We better yeah. get, when we're not going to be able to draft him, I don't know how you work that out. How no, many he's two years can, away from being drafted. So maybe how many times can Holiday turn down anything. being drafted so that he can just sign with the Orioles? Like yeah. a John Elway type thing. Yeah. Um, and, and this is interesting week in terms of the Rays. I think we can kind of put a nail in the Rays coffin, if you will, because they're going through all kinds of drama with injury and drama. And and we play the Padres. Drama and drama. Yeah. And we play the Padres yeah. right they're now. Good. They're, they're not that good. I mean, they're six games under 500. All right. Um, they're we'll supposed to be a whole lot better. Right, but the Rays play the Giants, who right. are having a really good year and playing good baseball right now, yep. fighting out for a wild card spot. And then after that, we play Oakland, uh, right? We play the Oakland Athletics, and the Rays play the Angels, uh, who are yeah. right. Say, say what you with the Angels. They're, yeah, they're, I mean they're around right. five hundred. They're still pl- they're playing for a wild card spot, unlike the Athletics. So here are two series that are advantage Orioles. So. Yep. If we can take care of our business and hopefully the Rays, given their injuries and given playing better teams, they'll struggle. I mean, we, we could come out, we could talk next Monday with, you know, a five-game lead in the AL East. Right. We're very realistic a, possibility. Yeah, we got, we got two-game lead right now. Beyond that, we could – we are gaining on the Braves. We had a little setback there. Do, uh, do you care that we're gaining on the Braves? What, I do. What is that? I do just for – ego and maybe it's because of being down here maybe it's because my stepson's a braves fan braves fan i, I was hanging out with some braves fan. they're not happy they're not happy with how this the pitching no. staff is doing for the braves no they, they're they not happy a little bit they're not happy for for as good as they are that's what you call spoiled yeah <laughs> that, that, that well that's expectations are, right we're through the roof on fire at our record and you know i care they have higher goals i think than we do i care because of those mlb power rankings that every week come out and for years i said everyone's sleeping on the orioles you're poo-pooing the orioles now you they've been forced to put the orioles as second in these power rankings and i want all these national people to be forced to put the o's up top oh uh, so that comment reveals that josh it's is ego. someone who it's really ego. cares about the Ravens undefeated preseason record. So, okay, I got you. <laughs> wait, wait. I got you. Did they, oh, did they win the this weekend? Seth. Did they win they, Saturday? They did. They did. Okay. The streak continues. All right. The streak continues. Got it. Yeah, I have did not watch any of the Ravens preseason game. 
I don't care. If you want that, you can go check out Film Study where he did a two-and-a-half-hour episode. They didn't play at the same time. Talking about the defense. You could have watched the preseason game and then watched Orioles late, later that night. They didn't conflict with one another. Don't take yeah. people's Orioles card if they watch the Ravens game. No, I don't care. I'm just down here in Florida, and I would have to figure out what you, how to get it. Yeah, I didn't watch it either because I was unable to get the channel. Yeah, don't worry. When the season starts, I'll watch the games. But these are preseasons, and the fact that Gus Edwards played in a preseason game, I don't care. You see Zeke, Zeke, Zeke Elliott just signed with the Patriots? I did not see that. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> you see, I did see, I did see, if we're talking football, I yeah. did see, uh, I did see Michael Orr drama. Okay. And, and do you see and, Peyton Manning going back to college? Yeah. And I saw, and I saw Marquise Brown talk about how Hollywood. he's not, about how he's not worried about uh, the type of offense they run because he was a Raven. Mm, and everyone gotcha. laughs at that. That's and then right. you look up his stats and wait, he's had more balls thrown his way when he was a Raven than any other receiver. Yeah. Um, so. Josh, do you think it's important for the Orioles to have a big lead going into September, given that? Oh, I thought we were still talking football. I thought you were going to rotate this into the Ravens now being mad at John Angelos. Are the Ravens have the Ravens made any comments about John Angelos? They, they have not, but there's multiple reasons that the Ravens are now upset at John Angelos. I mean, if if I'm Steve Bashotti, I, I mean, how wh- what a stark image, right, of two completely different styles of ownership, and by two completely styles of ownership, what I mean to say is of a really good owner and a really bad owner, who have buildings within what 100 yards of each other. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, and and the fact that um, there's a few problems. One, yeah, there's this 300 million thing, which is delaying the or the. It's not delaying the Ravens from getting the, the money, but it's just throwing things off and making them look bad. And then they have a clause in there that whatever Peter Angelos gets, the Ravens they have to do the same for the Ravens. Good for the Ravens having that clause. Yeah, yeah. good for that. And did you see? You know when the next concert is at Camden Yards. Mm-mm. It's uh, Bruce Spring- Springsteen the night before the Ravens opener. Oh, uh, you so, did you that intentional? When the Ravens might want to do something <laughs> cool, like a you know, like a party for the opening weekend or something. Yeah, they got to deal with Bruce Springsteen. That's going to be a quick cleanup. Yeah, ready for early so, t- t- tailgate. I I wondered if that was a little uh, a little John Angelos kind of screwing with the. Uh, no, that well, no, that wasn't the Ravens. That was John Angelos also that wouldn't move the game for the Ravens after the Super Bowl. That yeah. was also the same way. I thought maybe it was some revenge, but no. No, that it was, was also John Angelos being a jerk. Yeah, the the three hundred million thing sounds. I mean, this is taxpayer money, right? That, that he's asking for. I mean, this is the, he wants three hundred million dollars just given to yes. him by the state, so he can yes. hire his guys. To do a bunch of de- development like this, it for, sounds for, so that he can build buildings that he then owns that he can then rent out to restaurants and stuff that his guys will build. Yeah, yeah. That his own. guys will build that he will own that he will make the money off of, even though we're the Orioles are it. not profitable or, enough. Or, right. Yes. It's not a loan. He's. It's not Be, because he, he doesn't have he doesn't have money. Is that the right, problem? Exactly. And because. <laughs> This is so risky, it's not going to make money. Of course it'd make money. Yeah. 
So I, he, I mean, I mean, he's also did, a little ticked yeah. because he wants parking garages. And it's interesting. I've made this point before. Like, why not build a parking garage? Yeah, so I'm then pro you can parking garage. You, yeah, you know who's not pro parking garage? Who? The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah, for tailgating. Because of tailgating. And it's yeah, in their contract sense. that they already signed that they need a certain number of parking spots not in parking garages because you can't tailgate in a parking garage. Yeah. So I, I found that very interesting. So that means he's trying to get land outside of the parking which then, in my unless you're buying pickles and all that area, I don't know where you're going to buy this land that's also close enough to the stadium to get the atmosphere that he wants, like the Braves have. It it sounds like you sh- could have a parking garage that is also good for tailgating. It sounds like I you don't could, think you could build that kind of facility. I, it sounds dangerous to have all these drunk people in a parking garage. Well, it's dangerous to have a bunch of drunk people anywhere, but that's true. Anywhere near cars. I don't know, um, but you can't like toss a football around and stuff. You can't set up. No, grills. but I'm not saying a traditional parking garage. I'm saying maybe you know you get a little cr- creative with it, and it's a parking garage slash event space or something. I, I bet there's a way here. Yeah, like maybe it's not a parking garage. It's just rooftop parking with yeah, or like every other it. level is parking, and then there's areas for tailgating. Something. Yeah, I think you could get creative. There's something to do. Let there. me get an architect in here. Let me get an architect engineer. I'm knocking this right. thing out in, in a couple hours. Sure. I'll just need $300 million. Yeah. Hey, that made me think of, and I, I think and it's, this a, is, it's it, crazy that who, they're giving him 600 this That's, an, that's asked, an embarrassing leak. I, it, well, the story after the KB thing was that they weren't worried like they, about how it made them look. They were mad and trying to figure out who leaked it. Who the leaker was, of course. That's who the leaker was. was. That's where the focus was, was John Angelos going up and down the warehouse, which he never even goes to that office, trying to find out who the leaker is. So right. I think someone said, all right, well, if they're all – this Kevin Brown stuff's making him look bad, I can double down and make him look even worse. Yeah. Someone leaked this on purpose. Yeah. Because we. why wasn't this leaked months ago? Why was this leaked right after the Kevin Brown situation? When yeah, we've been knowing the Orioles have been dragging their feet. And to think that because he donated $6,000 to the governor's campaign, that he can get $300 million. Like, hey, if yeah, that's, that's how politics like, work. He stalled on the Hogan and waited yeah. till. But but we're talking $6,000. Well, that's the max he could contribute yeah yeah but if six thousand dollars gets me a 300 million dollar investment in my business where's the nearest crooked politician i got six thousand dollars for you but but it doesn't because he hasn't gotten the money no it doesn't but he thinks it does that's how egotistical he is yeah you know that's like that's like you tip the waiter five bucks and you think because of that he's gonna shave some money off your your bill yeah on the one hand it seems ridiculous and the Kevin Brown stuff seems ridiculous, and this seems ridiculous, and it's all a bad look for, for Angelos, who, I don't know, if you gave him some truth serum, like, I was trying to think about this, and two things come to mind. On the one hand, like, if, if like what does he really want? D- does he just want more money? D- 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 does he want, like, to be, like, a mini Donald Trump and have a little mini empire? Like, what is, if you were given John Angelos truth serum, like, what does he want? Because some people say, like, I've heard several people say, well, he wants it's to establish ego. his own legacy separate from Peter Angelos. Why? Well, if that's How? the case, he is poisoning the water over and over and over again. It's so easy but he's, to leave a great he, legacy 
different than Peter. You want to know how? You sign the lease, you pay your players, and you'll win a World Series. And you will for, right. forever be remembered as the owner who who got the Orioles to, to, to the World Series. You'll never be forgotten. It's, That's what he should be focused on. No, he's trying to make Daddy happy by doing what would Daddy do? What would Peter do? That's what he's doing. He's doing the exact Peter same Peter spent more money on the team than, than John ever has so far. True. P- P- Peter actually, actually, even if he made stupid decisions and meddled too much, he actually cared about winning. I don't know if John oh, cares uh, about winning at all. No. And because of these actions of John, we should maybe an offseason topic will be other things John will do to ruin the team. Because I'll tell you that by next year, we're going to have advertisers on the patches on our shirts. By next year, we are going to have funny. a new we were playing... advertiser in place of the sun. And this stadium is yeah. going to be have someone's brand name on it in the next five years. We were playing some. Oh, we were playing the Blue Jays. It made me laugh. They had the TD Ameritrade advertisements. And I, I got the TD Ameritrade app. And the Yankees, they were have, the Yankees have a logo on there. The Seattle right. Mariners had the, a big, ugly circle logo on there. Right. But the Blue Jays, but I mean, but, but uh, TD Ameritrade was bought by Schwab. So TD Ameritrade isn't even a oh, the app was updated, anymore. but the patches haven't been updated. But the patch is still there, even though the company doesn't exist anymore. So oh, they need awkward. to get a Schwab sticker on there. Um, but it made me think the other, the other thing I want to say about John Andrews, I was thinking about the, the, the this week. Because on the one hand, it's so inconceivable, some of his his thought process. On the other hand, it's not that crazy. Because, Josh, I bet we could share stories. I'll share two real quick stories of insane bosses that we've all had. We've all had. Oh, yeah. There are two times in my life where if being suspended was an option, I would have been suspended by my boss. One was warranted. <laughs> the other one was was not. But there was two – I can think of two incidences where where the boss, one completely ir- irrationally and one ra- ra- rationally ripped into me. The first one, Severna Park Golf Center. <laughs> okay. All my, right. You're, my, going my back first, to, you're going back to a high school job. My first job ever uh, as a high okay. schooler. Uh, day one at Severna Park Golf Center, my boss calls me over. Tells me to mow the greens. I can mow the greens. He said, there's a special mower to mow the greens. Uh, because, you know, it's, it, it gets a real close mow on the greens. Um, I had never golfed in my life, but it's mowing greens. I can mow. You just push it back. It's, it's, I want a self-propelled one, too. It's real easy. Push it back. So I do it. There's not, nine holes. Everyone knows Suburban Park Golf Center. I, 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 I yeah, mowed these every, nine every, holes. Everybody knows it. Yep. Everybody knows golf, Suburban Park Golf Center. Yep. Josh, what percentage of your listeners... Right now, do you think it's familiar with Severna Park Golf Center on Ritchie Highway? I don't know. I want you to hit us up on Twitter. If so, Matt and I are very familiar. We've played that nine holes many times. Yeah, it's I nice, bet it's, it's over fifty nice percent. It's a nice par three nine hole. Yeah. When was the last time you've been there, though? It, it could be a hundred holes. You, you don't know now. You haven't been there in uh, twenty years. Um, yes, it's been at least twenty years since I've played. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm done mowing the greens. I come back. All right. And my boss calls me over, and he's in the little office that overlooks all the greens, all the whole holes. And he, and I, remember, I forget what he said. He said, "Boy, are you drunk?" And then he went from there, talk, talking about talking about how I don't have any sense that I must not be sober, and you know they got to get a breathalyzer in there. He just went off on me, and I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." 
it's you know it's it's 9 a.m. I just mowed all your greens. What are you talking about? And then he called me over to overlook, and I didn't realize, Josh, you have to mow those greens like back and forth in a straight line to make them all you know nice and neat. Yeah, I was so doing like little designs pattern. out there. I was doing spinny yeah. things. I was doing circ. I was getting bored and doing like weird shapes out there. Right, and, then and you could I, see it all from this little tower yeah, up above yeah, you the can't hill. See up it on the hill. You can't see it right there on the green, but you go up there and you see all these weird. Anyway, you made me go back down and, and mow all the greens again uh-huh. in these straight lines. So that, yeah. that was and, one time. And how much did he, at me. And how much yeah. did he pay you for that job? I, I got I, I I was making like nine dollars an hour. I got I got paid by the hour still. No, no, hold on. Did he pay you? Yeah. Are you sure? Well, I don't know. I assume. Oh, then maybe it was an, maybe it was another friend of mine. I, our friend Brian also worked there, and I believe he's the one that maybe worked and did not get paid by the guy. Oh, really? No, I don't recall yeah. ever not getting paid. All right, if if you got paid, then Brian did not get paid from the same guy. Okay. Yeah, I never forget that guy. Um. Anyway, he didn't hire me back at the end of the summer. I wonder um, why. Yeah. Well, that, that was warranted. Yeah. Um. But I've also had like crazy supervisors at t t teaching who I have not seen eye to eye with. And like I feel like everyone has had crazy su- supervisors at work for at, at work before, and so on the one hand, Kevin Brown getting suspended seems so ridiculous. But then I think about my own experience, no. and I think about uh, a recent supervisor I had. Like, yeah, she would probably, if she could, suspend me for for well, not writing then, objectives on the board or something dumb like that. And then when you add to it that John Angelos didn't do anything to earn this money, like he's never worked a hard job to get up here. I don't even think he passed the bar, and that's why he didn't take his over his dad's law firm. Are you getting personal with it now? I'm just saying, there's we all worked hard. We all work hard jobs. You cut that grass. Do you think John Angelos has ever once pushed a lawnmower? I I I, I would be surprised I, if he's I ever even he started a lawnmower. He does not know how to start a lawnmower. I don't think he does. I don't think he knows no. about the prime. You got to pump it three times to prime it. I don't think he knows about the prime. <laughs> right before you pull the string. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine. I bet kids don't have to do that anymore. I bet you now it's just a turnkey. You no no. You still got to pump the primer. Do you? Yeah yeah. Do you? I don't know. I don't know. But I guarantee John Angelos has never cut the grass. No, I think that's probably true. And I think that's. That he's never worked you, as a I, I worked for four years as a bus boy. He's never worked at a bus boy no, at a restaurant. If he's never done I, the bus boy job. I've always said if I had a business that I was passing down to a family member, he's never worked person, at Chick-fil-A. That person would work at the bottom. Sorry, John. But if you want to one day own the Baltimore Orioles, you got to go out and work on that grounds crew for a year. Yeah. And then go to Blockbuster for a year. Now, now go be an usher. What does Blockbuster have to do with it? I was trying to compare it to, to, to your past experiences. Yeah, but what is but I don't own a Blockbuster. I worked at a Blockbuster. Yeah, but we're working from the grounds up. <laughs> I no, worked saying, lawns. Saying, you worked at Blockbuster, working grounds up. No, I'm saying you gotta work the jobs of that company you own. Oh, the company you own. If you want, if you want me to hand you the Baltimore Orioles, you need to be a groundskeeper. Then yeah. you can be an usher. Then you can. I hit the mute button on this mic. Oh. Well, I, and I think it's less important with that, Josh. I would argue, just like some menial tasks would also be beneficial. Like I don't yeah. even care if it's with the ground crew. Go work at landscaping for a year. Like I, I think those types of jobs put yes. character. Yes, I agree. He needs something. Something like that would be very helpful for uh Johnny Boy. Give him some life, life advice here. Yeah. All right. 
But he's not going to get the three hundred million dollars, right? There's no way he gets. No it. way. No way. There is no is way. Is he going to sign and, the freaking lease? Though? Is he going to sign? I mean, the I I don't know what the order. I don't know what they do because he you do not give him. He he is. It's a hostage situation, and he's an idiot that he thinks he can hold the Baltimore Orioles hostage. I think it is. Yeah, time. this is dumber than J.K. Dobbins holding out, and that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is go another it is time. Sorry, Josh. It is time for Rob Manfred. It is time for the commissioner to make yeah. a call. It and you is, just sell the team to Steve Bashadi. It is time. This is not a Dan Snyder situation. You're not doing creepy things yet, but you are being irresponsible for the team that you own. You are being owning a major league sports team in a city is a not something everyone gets to do. And you have to show some responsibility and you have to understand that that's a special thing. You are not being good to your city by trying to force the city to give you even more money. They are already giving you $600 million. This is not the Tampa Bay Rays where the city's not giving them money. This is not the Oakland Athletics where the city's not giving you money. They are giving you $600 million. They are giving you plenty of money and you want more? That's not how life works. I don't know why they get any money. Dude has enough money on his own. Right. I mean, you are well, you are one of the most profitable teams in baseball. You bought this team for like $170 million, and it's now over a billion dollars in value. Right. That's a good investment. It was a Props great investment. Yeah. You own the only – there are two uh, – all right, there's more than two. There's two major sports teams in Baltimore. There's two that everybody cares about. And you own one of them. Yeah. Baltimore Blast and the Orioles. And you own the Orioles. Exactly. And uh, we are giving you $600 million. The same thing. How did the Ravens handle that? Signed right away. Yeah. Sounds good. It wasn't even a because, discussion. Yeah. Because Steve Bashotti understands that he owns this team. And this means being good to this city as well. And John Angelos, you went out there and said, oh, as long <laughs> as Fort McHenry is standing – that the Orioles are staying in Baltimore. And that's all good words. But every action that we have seen since then from you is not that you care about the city. You spoke out during the, the riots and stuff and Freddie Gay and all that. And you spoke out well then. But you're not doing it now. But at the same time, there is zero chance this team leaves Baltimore. But it's time for Major League Baseball to get involved. Oh, they're not going to get involved. They, they don't care about this local story, Josh. They're not going to get I think They do. It, it's an it has to be something scandalous, something that breaks the law, or something that affects other teams. Right. They're not going to get involved because he any, won't sign a lease and because he's, any, he's suspended his, his announcer for a couple of days. They're not going to involve that. How happy, is, how happy is John Angelos that Wanda Franco is in the news? Yeah, yeah. Like that MLB investigates that. No, no one's investigating John Angelos. No, but I think it's a bad look for baseball. Baseball and doesn't. It's local. It's a local. Thirty story. of the owners. It's not a local story. The three hundred. The, the KB was not a local story. The 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 Kevin Brown, but but the three hundred million is a local story. If we get to December and this extension is not signed, or even to the off season, it becomes a national story. I don't know. But yeah, don't give them the three hundred million dollars. Let him go ahead and try to move the team. He won't. But Let if he's begging for he's $300 million, dollars, it also makes me think that he's not going to spend any money on this team. I will give him $300 million. He's, he's acting like he's poor and he has no money. Right. 
Exactly. And that you're right. The question is if he if he will not build a restaurant because he wants three hundred million dollars, will he invest in this team? Or will he think I built a playoff team without any money? I can do this every year. Yeah. There's no need to buy players. And Michael Elias might even like the, ch- the, the the challenge of that, the yeah. sicko that 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 he is. Right, right. That hey, every five years we can do this. We just get another lottery ticket. Yeah. Um, speaking of depressing stories, if we can move from John Angelos, Josh, um, I was at a bar in Georgetown, actually watching the Orioles game with a Red Sox fan. Okay. Hanging out at a bar in Georgetown, watching the Astros and Orioles play. We were up by three runs heading to the ninth. It was getting late. Yeah. And I went I to here in trash cans. I went to bed and I told the guy, I was like, Batista's coming in. And he was actually heading to the Orioles game the, the next day. And I was like, Batista's coming in. This guy doesn't blow saves. The game's over. I'm going right. to bed. Good night. Um, and before I left the bar, um, while, or before, I, yeah, while I left my seat, I was in the bar area. Um, to see Felix Bautista give up a grand slam to Kyle Tucker. Um, that was the only low light of this past week, Josh. It brings yeah. up b- bigger points. Some have said that Kyle, uh, that um, I'm sorry, that Felix Bautista, the mountain, given what happened to the All-Star game and given a home run to Aaron Judge and then this big game in the Astros, that he can't pitch in big games, Josh. Did you did he, you see him on meant for the bright lights? Did you see him on Saturday night pitch two innings? I saw. Never looked better. Good bounce back from Batista. That's all I gotta say. I'm yeah. not worried about Batista. Good bounce yeah, back. The the notion, and I don't know who first put this out there. I think it was on it wasn't um that Ripkin kid who said it, but it was Ripkin's co-host, I think, on his podcast, who said it. Okay. About the bright lights and Felix Batista maybe struggles in the bright lights. The whole notion of that is so dumb just on its surface because he's a closer. Every night is is a high-intense, high-leverage game. The dude's a closer. All he ever does is come in when the lights are the brightest and the game is on the line. And by the way, this whole season he's been – the best in all of baseball at this tricky job of, of being a closer. Oh, but 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 why does he struggle? Well, but why is he blown games against you know great teams like in the All Star game against great players and against the Astros and Yankees and with Aaron Judge? Well, maybe maybe because it's tough. Because the, <laughs> the teams are, are great, and if you played Aaron Judge every time, you'd probably struggle a little more. And if you played a great offense of the Astros every time. You struggle a little more no matter who you are because they're really good at baseball too. And it's not that you got worse because it's that they're just really good. And sometimes, you know, good hitters hit your fastball. Um, Or sometimes you hang a splitter like he did to Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is good, so he hits it. Uh, So I think the whole notion that there's something wrong with Batista is is so dumb. Batista's great. I also want to say, you mentioned the two innings thing, and I just want to say this. I think Brandon Hyde has used Felix Bautista brilliantly this entire season. Like I feel like he has he hasn't overused Bautista. I feel like he used him an appropriate amount of time. I feel like Hyde wants to win games, and when he needs to have him pitch two innings on these extra inning games, he does it. And yes. I just think I just think if you follow how Hyde has used, then we can talk about the other bullpen arms, but just Bautista. I don't think Hyde could have used Batista any better than he has all season. I think Hyde's done a great job with Batista. 
I agree. I would add to it that I think Hyde Hyde is he can he knows the difference between meaningful game and like a game that he needs to give the get that extra push. And we saw that in Tampa. He knew those were huge games. We saw yep. that, he when, managed that yeah. when we were down two games. He manages it he, when we lose two in a row. He manages it differently. And I think that's how he's been man- <coughs> able to manage his bullpen. Even now with going with toying with the six man rotation and, and using Irvin, but only, and Irvin was pitching fine, but still only giving him four innings because you want to keep him fresh in the bullpen and stuff. So I think he's doing an outstanding job with managing both the start and pitching and this bullpen. And I think we're seeing, uh, it was really nice over the weekend to see Fuji succeed and pitch well. I think we're seeing Cano bounce back. I don't know where Webb came from. I know the Angels released him, but this is like a Hicks situation where <laughs> this guy shouldn't have anything, and he's pitching outstanding lights out for us. Yeah, I, I mean, it was five innings, not four for Irvin. But to, 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 to your point about Jacob Webb, the two, I noticed two things. I did a little bit of research here. You should try it one time. Um, What's that? The first, I did a little research on Jacob Webb. Yeah, what's what's research? Well, yeah, I know. It's it's a thing where before the show starts, you go on the internet and you Google a player's name. That's oh, it. Oh, I'll try it. So I Googled Jacob Webb and the MLB trade rumors came up. Because it's weird. Because here's the thing about weird. Here's here's what's weird about it for, for, for me. If you look at the ERA of relievers, team relief ERA, the Orioles are seventh in baseball with a team relief ERA of 3.63. The Angels are 21st in baseball in relief pitch and ERA. It's just weird to me that a team that's 21st in baseball in, in relief pitch and ERA will DFA a relief pitcher, and the other team right. that's much better, that's number seven, will pick up that reliever while they're in a playoff hunt from the Angels. It's just it's a weird situation. So I looked up Jacob Webb. And I looked up some stuff about him. Um, and first of all, you go to the MLB trade rumors page when we picked him up, and I read the comments. And Angel fans were like, "Good luck, goodbye." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done with him. He got off to a hot start. Been terrible ever since. Walks everybody. He's no good. But you, but you look at the stats. Josh, batting average against seems to be a pretty important stat, right? How well other teams hit off you. Batting average against is 185 this year. Only on our team, only Batista's better. He is, Jacob Webb so, walks in with the second best batting average against in our bullpen. That's weird. Now, his issue is Fuji's issue. Sometimes, right, right. He's got right. the stuff. He walks people. But that was also, by the way, Batista's issue. Figured that out. It was yeah. Kano's issue. Figured that out. And so maybe this is going to be something where the Orioles feel like, listen, if you got the stuff, we can work on the lo- 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 location. Maybe they got some location guru out there. Mixed results so far with Fuji. Good returns early on Jacob Webb, who they also seem willing to pitch three days in a row. They're warming up. To, um, they were warming up yesterday. No, to pitch they three, are. Three days in a row. Yeah. Um, probably but that's one of the most yeah. imp- impressive things about me, or impressive things for me, Josh, is – I feel like every night I think about there's no bullpen arms left. We used them. No, we used and somehow we were able to patchwork through another game 
And I feel like that's every game. We got no bullpen arms left, but we're, we're, we're patching through there. Right. Batista's not available. It's all right. We'll still go to extra innings and patch together a bullpen. Yeah. I mean, that one, nothing. It was a one, nothing game. We won. Yeah. Uh, what, what, when was that on um, Saturday? Was that Saturday's game? That one, nothing game used one, two, three, four, five, six pitchers. Right. Doros well, used. Meanwhile, they, meanwhile, um, the Mariners pitcher went into the ninth. He yeah, pitched he nine innings and only get, and and we we used all those guys. Yeah, that was Kurt, Kurt, George Kirby for them. He was a stud. Um, but 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 then, so you do that. You use all those pitchers, and and um, Bauman and Perez and Cano and Batista. We used them all for the one nothing game. You think, oh, well, we got no bullpen arms. We 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 got no one left. And then the, the the next day after that game, where you use all those bullpen arms, the next day was the Bradish game, and after Bradish, Perez pitched, Cano pitched, Bauman pitched, Vespi pitched, Fuji pitched. We used five the next day. It's unbelievable. No, I hear you. It's you're right. It doesn't make sense. And so now we're at Monday night, and again we're in kind of the same position where uh, we don't have any relievers left. <laughs> so I don't know. But when we get into the seventh inning, hopefully our starter. Yeah. I mean, heaven forbid our starter gets knocked out in the fourth or something because we're we're ill-equipped. I, I literally don't know what will happen if the starter doesn't <laughs> but, go six innings. But I also then, know we we always figure it out, so we'll do something. Uh, like they do. I don't think we added anybody to this game in the last two days. We've used all, uh, no, we didn't add a pitcher. Well, yeah. we had Vesp, we had Vespi up, but uh, but but he's no, pitched we, the last couple of days. Uh, he, or he pitched yesterday at least, and I think the day, not the day before, but you know he's pitched. Twice out of three days. Um, yeah, I mean, this pitching staff could use an off day. I'll say that. So I'm yeah, curious to see what happens if it's a close game. Webb's going to pitch, I guarantee that, because he didn't pitch yesterday. <laughs> right. So he's available today. Well, Grayson's on the mound. You re- We really need Grayson tonight, Monday night, to, to pitch a little deep to help that out. But Yeah, Grayson- I mean, Grayson always looks good, right, until the fifth inning and then – Things get weird. So yeah, I, I want to see him get into the sixth inning, maybe in the seventh. Yeah, and he goes up to you, Darvish, <laughs> because all he does is face oh. outstanding pitching. Yeah, you're going to face the other team's best pitcher when Grace pitches. That's that's yep. crazy how that happens. It is. It's so weird. So, so yeah, but um, I don't know. The team's just exciting and special, and it's like I don't. It sounds so silly to say that there's something special about this team, uh, but it is. I think it was on a full display this week with the how with the stealing, with the robbing home runs, with the getting home runs when we needed it. The the, the, uh, the Ryan the completely destroying that ball this week. Yeah, our our bullpen just somehow miraculously Perez is pitching well again. Yeah, yeah, it's that's special. It was, yeah, it's, it's a special team. Um, you know who's not special? And I'm sorry to bring this up. We're getting out of here soon, but. I just real quick, Josh, your take on Michael Givens. That didn't really work out, huh? Michael Givens was DFA'd this week. Yeah. Um, in his rehab, the rehab wasn't going well, and it's, Orioles let him go. It's unfortunate because we thought Givens was, when we talk about like this bullpen and this bullpen being worn down, we thought Givens was part of the future, part of the plan on like, uh, not the cavalry, but you know what I mean, bringing, bringing, Right, I mean, into this bullpen. 
we're running out of innings. Our guys are all reaching their kind of innings max, and so we're looking for guys right. like D.L. Hall, John Means, to kind of help us get over the finish line. Yeah, well, Gibbons, now, we thought maybe could could help that. He's not. Now we did. Now John Means pitched pitched rehab this week, and D.L. Hall's been pitching too. And D.L. Hall's and John Means has another rehab coming up this week in the next day or two. So that's all exciting. It's exciting to see John Means come back. Where does John Means come back? If you're Michael Elias, is John Means in the bullpen, or is he part of this six-man rotation? Do you, are you now doing a seven-man rotation? How do you make this work? Yeah, I mean, I think he's an eight-man rotation when Tyler Wells gets there as well. I mean, yeah, I forgot about Wells. Wells is going to be coming back soon too. They're, they're using. If you look at how they're using the minors, Hall, Wells, and Means. They're having them all pitch multiple in, in, in innings. Now, does that mean they're right. going to use them multiple innings in the bullpen? Or does that mean they, like they want them to start? Uh, it's be interesting oh, yeah. to see how they use right. them. Yeah, because it looks like they want them as options to start. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons is I think they want to keep their options open because you don't know if – I mean, we saw the wheels fall off with Wells after you kind of passed his innings limit um, or kind of his most innings pitched. Bradish – Rodriguez, Kramer, we're entering into uncharted ter- 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 territory with these guys. So it's good to have, if you need it, if you need means to to to, to get a couple starts at the end of September to rest Bradish or to rest Rodriguez or to rest Kramer going in the playoffs, it'd be nice to have that option if you needed it. Uh, I think we, we talked before about how this could be a good opportunity to put some distance between the Rays and us. I think it's important because I think we're going to struggle at the end of September because we're going to want to rest our arms to get ready for the playoffs. And we don't have depth within our starting pitching and bullpen. So I think it's going to be, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a cushion so you can kind of rest your arms a little bit going into the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and it does make things tricky. Exactly. Like you were saying, going into the playoffs, but we, that goes back to what we said about Brandon Hyde. It's what he's been doing all year. Is managing that, and we'll see. I think I think that is where Means comes in, and maybe you get a spot start with Means. You get Wells pitching, you get Wells uh, doing a spot start, and then you get him back in the bullpen, and then you even have an opportunity where it's playoffs, and you might say, "Hey, Means," or "Hey, uh, Wells," let's we're gonna have you start this game. Yeah, no, I I, th- I think that's possible. I think Wells, it's means- a good problem. Yeah, could, could, could all start games there at the end of September if you need them to. And then, you know, I, I think t- TBD for how this team will be constructed. Pit, 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 Pitching-wise, the offense is pretty much set. But the pitching staff, when we start getting closer to the playoffs, it's going to be interesting to see because you, you're not going to have a six-man rotation in the bullpen. You probably want three starters and then a deeper bullpen. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – kind of set set up the the pitching staff for, for the playoffs right. when yeah. we get there. But let's not put the cart ahead of the horse here. We got to get there first. Right. All right. Bring right. it out or here. Again. Yeah. Another good week of Oriole baseball. We get the rest of this week is more late night games. Hey, this is my uh, athletics. Yeah. Yeah. This is my last podcast recording in this condo. Oh, no, nice. we haven't. We haven't talked personal stuff, but I can't believe we're going to leave, and I haven't talked about Little League. You want a little Little League update for anyone yeah, that's stuck little, around little, for the hour? Uh, yeah, quick Little League update. 
Next week, because, we'll, we'll get to your move, too. I'm curious to hear about your move. Yeah, but. yeah, uh, yeah. So moving uh, next week, I may be in a hotel, though, because the okay. house isn't quite ready yet. Okay. Um, but Little League, I did the weirdest thing this week on Saturday. Little League evaluations. This for fall? For fall baseball? For fall ball. For fall okay. ball. I'm coaching again. Have you taken your kid to Little League evaluations? No, they don't do it for six and under. He's six. Right. They just do it for All older right. kids. So evaluations are you take your kid out there and he they see how he plays infield, see how he plays outfield. I watch the NFL hits. combine stuff. They like it's they see how much he can bench it's press, exactly see what how it fast is. he can run 20 yards. Yes. And it's it's what you gotta do. So they place you on different teams and stuff. Right. So I went as the coach this year, though, as a coach. And here's how it works as a coach. We all stand on the sideline. And when a kid goes up to, like, take a ground ball at shortstop, they yell out the kid's name. And we all have our sheet. And I have an app. And that kid's name comes up. And I have to grade that kid on how he fields the ball, his throwing accuracy, his throwing power. And put in my grades, and then I also have to take little notes on the side of which kids I want to draft. Do other people see your grades? No, no, the okay. grades are all secretly combined so that everyone has a score at the oh, end. Oh, but they can see the accumulated they can see score. The, of... the, yes. Now I don't think parents can see accumulated st- scores oh, because be I've never seen this scores. before. Yeah. I believe I know. Uh, I believe you like it's check only the coaches could, when 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 Owen was up there because Owen was doing it too, right? Yeah, yeah, Owen did it. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. pressure on like one ground ball. I don't know how many well, ground balls you get. I feel like that's a lot well, of pressure. Also, it's one, here's how it works: you get one ground ball. You have to field it and throw it to first base. Yeah, you I would not one, field that ball. And I would you throw get it to one pop over fly. Base. You get one pop fly, and you have to catch it, field it, and throw it to to the pitcher, and then you get three pitches. Okay. And then, but I'm there with five other coaches having to grade each kid that goes up there, and it's the weirdest feeling. That ever. feels very weird. It's very awkward. It's very a weird. Of, what? What is it? eight? 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 eight year olds. This is ten. ten you. Oh, t- ten, ten year olds. All right. Still weird. Yeah. It's it's just it's weird. So now I have all my notes. I got the kids I want to draft, and I have the draft on Thursday night. So I'll fill you in with about more little league talk next year, next week. Yeah. Do you guys but get in the same room together? Or is this done like online? No, no, this is an in-person draft. It's in person? It's in person. Yeah. Okay. I shared about it last year where we go around. And last year, it was pick the guy that has the name that sounds like a baseball player. Right. That, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about you. you this year. Names. But, but you have, da- I have no, data now. This year, have data. this year was the first year they made evaluations required. Okay. So everyone had to come out and try it out. Okay. So, and it was, it was, and not what, only, what's, what kind of what kind of stuff did, did did you write in your notes? Uh I wrote I wrote um I would grade them and then a couple kids I just went to them the note swim flipped over to the notes app in my phone and put the kid's name in. Like, because oh, like, because oh, Josh, I, other coaches are looking for how well a player kind of throws the first and arm strength. Yeah, yeah. You're looking for a, a, attitude, you're looking for a different no, no, kind no. of player, not so much talent. As far as just, you know, a better attitude. All right. Like here, here's how I'll tell you how I graded players. I did not grade players on whether they caught the fly ball or not. I judged them. It sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. I judged them on <laughs> I judged them on their approach smile? to the ball. On their okay. approach to the ball. Did they chase it or did they just stand there? Did they did they care? I tried my view was did, were you having fun? Did you care? Yeah. 
You need the player and in then, interviews. And then, sit down and with then and do the interviews. And then if you hit the ball hard, I wrote your name down. Okay. If your parents seem like a pain, I marked your name down to not draft you. Yeah. See, parents should be part of the evaluation too. Yeah, I would do that well, there too. Were, there were some parents taking the evaluations really serious from outside the fence. And I yeah. marked down that I don't want to draft those kids. Yeah, that's a good note. doesn't matter how good those kids are. I don't want to deal with the parents. Yeah, that's a good And note. remember, parents was always my hesitation for Little League. Yeah. So I'm excited that Little League's back. Um, it was 104 degrees on Saturday, and my yeah. iPhone overheated while grading the kids. Yeah. So that's a problem. I'm hoping it cools off a little bit. But it's just fun that Little League's back, and I'll have plenty of updates here. This year, we're going to win a game. I got a good right. feeling about it. All right. Look forward to those updates. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I'm moving. So next week might be in a hotel, might be in the new house. We'll see how it goes. All right, boys and girls, tune in next week to find out where in the world is Josh recording from and how did the draft go. So we'll find out next week. And in between there, too, the, the Orioles will play some baseball and hopefully yeah. win some more series. We, we know so. we're not going to lose a series because we, we just don't do that. But maybe we'll <laughs> right. win a couple of series. Yeah, I haven't made a um, sweepless shirt. I was thinking of making a sweepless shirt, but I don't yeah. want to jinx it. I feel like as soon as I put that out, we get swept. Yeah, that's how so. I thought about the Felix Batista Grand Slam. I told my guy, this guy doesn't give up yeah. close saves. And then you I was leaving it. and he blew the save. I felt like that was yeah. a little bit on me. Hey, you want to have a little fun? Follow Birdland Sports on Twitter. I already do. And and see how long it takes for Breaking Tea to put out a T-shirt that looks just like a Birdland Sports uh, T-shirt. Instead of the competition here that just copies you? you just say, I put out a free Kevin Brown. They put out a free Kevin Brown. I put out a Cedric Mullins, like climbing Cedric Mullins. Uh, today, they put out one that looks very similar today as well. So, different. But let's just say we're following the same path. And it's now a race to when I come up with an idea, if something happens on social media or in a game, I then realize I have to get that out right away because Breaking Tea will be ripping me off in 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, yeah, we'll do that some entertainment. entertainment. Um, all right. I got to get some. Oh, it's, it's almost game time. Not 940. I love this, Josh. We end the podcast. We're right to watch tomorrow's baseball. That's how we do it. Love some uh, West Coast baseball. All right, boys yeah. and girls, go to iTunes, write a review. Cancel out those one stars I was whining about earlier. Um, we could use some new reviews. We know we got the listeners. Now, now write the reviews. Right, prove it. That's right. reviews. Someone, someone recently posted on Twitter their top 10 favorite Orioles podcast, and we were listed as number one, which I appreciate because that's why we keep getting new listeners is because you guys are sharing it. So go on yeah. Twitter and share with people that you love Section 336. Share with Matt that you too love the Serena Park golf course. Yeah, and if you, if I messed up your putting game because I mowed it so badly, I apologize right now. I'm sorry. That's my bad. All right, boys and girls, follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka and give the show a follow at Section 336 show and there you should be able to find our Discord link. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And as always, go Oats.